0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I'm your host, Phil Beabout About with my beautiful co-host, Brittany, and today we are talking with the amazing Elizabeth Wexler. Elizabeth is the founder of MLan Events, a premier event consulting company offering everything from month-to-month planning to full-service event production in New York City and beyond. Elizabeth's work has been featured in Brides, The New York Times, Carrots and Cake, and Party Slate. Cue the intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride-or-die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding-related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself, too, because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. Elizabeth, thanks so much for being on today. It's good seeing you again. How's everything going?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to chat. It's been it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you. <laughs> so.
1: Yes, a whirlwind few weeks. I have no sense of time, actual time, right now, but it's been a season.
0: Yeah we we just got through our big stretch. So we we did what seven back to back weddings, just bam 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 bam, and then this is we were on a hiatus until the first week of December. So it's just editing right now. And then, yeah. then we roll into 2023.
1: That sounds brutal. Um, the editing thing. I mean, I have one more on my marathon. Um. So I, my marathon was August 6th to November 5th.
0: <sighs> Woo, okay. Oh I'll stop gosh. complaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I had like a week. I have Halloween off, but I'm a guest in a wedding on Halloween Nice. and I had, so that's next weekend. And then I have, or I had like end of August and Labor Day off. But besides that, that's it. That's
0: can we brutal. say things like, how dare they not book you for their wedding?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who the Halloween?
0: Yeah. The Halloween wedding. How, how dare well, they? <laughs>
1: I'm I'm a guest and I'm actually a B-list guest and I'm very happy to be a B-list guest. My. I didn't even get an invitation, but my parents, it's on Martha's Vineyard. And my parents and brother are going. So then I was like, I'm gonna go for the weekend. And then they found out I was going and they were like, you should come to the (laughs) weddings.
0: Nice, nice. You get to enjoy cocktail hour and food.
1: (laughs) I love being (laughs) everyone asks me when I go to weddings, like, you must be so like judgmental trying the food and like thinking about timing and I'm like literally not at all. I go in and I have a margarita and I'm like super happy and I want yeah. nothing. You're like, you. I don't
0: give a shit. Like I'm staring <laughs> into a corner.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like a great wedding guest. Yeah. <laughs> the best.
2: I know we have, um, my brothers getting my other brothers getting married this year, two brothers, two marriages this year. Crazy. But I'm just excited to be a guest, not have a camera in my hand. Like, yeah I can't wait when
1: I when I go to weddings with my friends we're very strategic it's like we do ceremony and it's like okay you guys go to the bar we're going to the stations we'll meet at this cocktail table like break and we're very <laughs> like we like to like hit all the stations you know, you know how it works the inner workings yep. of a wedding and I like to eat so and drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <that>. who doesn't <laughs> we uh Yeah, no, it's, uh, so let's, let's kind of start at the beginning. So you've, you've been in the wedding industry since you were 18. So I guess let, why don't you tell us and the listeners kind of the origin of MLAN events?
1: Yeah, so I, um, was a senior in high school and we needed an internship and I was hanging out in the city thinking I was a cool kid in union square park. And I asked a friend of mine, like, hey, I need an internship. Any ideas? What should I do? And she suggested I work for her mom's catering company. And I was like, okay. You know, I was on track to go to school for engineering, from to Michigan for engineering. But mm, it seemed like boo. a cool opportunity. <laughs> and um, go blue. <laughs> and- oh, anyway. So
0: for those of you, for those of you who don't know, we've already had this discussion about Michigan and Ohio state. So
1: um, sorry.
0: I'm oh, sorry, Elizabeth. Podcast Just is to over. Shut up. Yeah, she's like, fuck you. I'm out.
1: Um, but anyway, so I decided to take the internship. It seems like I was like, Oh, I'll go work for like some small catering company anyway. And I ended up being a really big catering company, like the biggest, I think one of the biggest in the country, um, great performances. They, they are in-house at the Plaza, Brooklyn Academy of Music, a jazz at Lincoln Center, tons and tons of cultural institutions. That's like their thing. So I worked for them senior year of high school. Then I was there that it continued on through the summer. And then I really spent every single break with them, winter breaks and summer breaks. And I did everything. I was like in staffing. I worked in marketing. I worked in sales. And uh, catering sales in New York is pretty competitive and a good entry into the industry. So I took a job with them in as a, I don't remember, it was called like sales associate or sales assistant on the sales team, which was really like event planning, you know, rental orders, liquor licenses, like really learning the nitty gritty staffing, learning the nitty gritty of events, um, doing, I'd say like 25% weddings, a lot of galas, a lot of nonprofit work. Um, tons of like corporate conferences, like big, large scale events. And then I was with them a few years and then um, it was time to move on. And I went to do events for a chef. I wanted to go to a chef I loved, have some passion around it. And then that was fun until it wasn't anymore. And then I worked for a wedding company in Brooklyn that doesn't exist anymore. And then spent the three years leading up to COVID with Creative Edge Sim competitor to GP doing, um, I mean, Creative Edge did a lot of creative work. So, like a lot of what we call in New York corporate creative. So, like the Spotify's, the Twitters, the Facebook's, like these, you know, really big budget corporate events. Well, they were big budget before COVID. And then the weddings that we were doing with Creative Edge were like the, you know, the weddings that we see and um, aspire to be a part of. So, doing really, really large scale productions with the best of the best. And it was awesome. until COVID. And then I was like, partially load, partially not. And then it was just time to start my own company. That's when I started Emlyn Events. I started it actually like, you know, in COVID, just jokingly, I was helping someone get out of a contract in the city and what they wanted to move their event um, to find an outdoor venue. And I was like, just chatting with them. And then like, I had all these people calling me for advice because they found out I like was helpful. And I'm from a small community. I mean, New York is a very small place at the end of it. So I just had all these calls and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to start billing like a lawyer. And I literally started <laughs> billing my time hourly. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't just help everyone when I'm unemployed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emlyn's grown from there. So um, we are now, we do still do consulting, which is a great piece of the business we consult not only for couples and their families, but also we, we, with my background in catering, I consult corporate with catering companies. So helping them make hires or create systems or manage a sales team, whatever my experience really in catering is Um, most people don't stick it out that long in catering. so (laughs) So it's pretty valuable and I still do the consulting. So like a big thing I do with consulting is I'll take an inquiry. They're not quite ready to sign a contract with a planner or a venue, but maybe we'll spend an hour doing two or three different budgeting scenarios. They're like, if we get married on at home in this tent, it looks like this, versus if we get married at the Mandarin, it looks like you know, like kind of comparing A and B, helping them make a decision. So that's like great. I love that. It's pretty non-committal, and then everything else is um, wedding planning, like you guys know.
2: So what made you, um, decide to go into the event side as opposed to catering?
1: Um, I mean, I think the catering market in New York is really particular that like, it's very much one in it, it's, it is event planning. I mean, it's in New York, we're doing rental orders. We're doing liquor licenses. We're staffing the parties, mm-hmm. um, the timeline is only so good as the caterer allows it to be like, it's, I mean, it's so nitty gritty learning the backhand details of every single element of production and the production I was, you know, I wasn't working on, like we worked together on a, on a, on a really nice and and smaller wedding in Brooklyn, which was so lovely and perfect, but I was working on large scale events that really forced me to learn and, um, so, I mean, catering is exhausting. I always say that like anyone in school that wants to be a wedding planner, i like starting catering. It's great. You learn every, you learn everything and you get your hands, your feet wet or whatever that expression is. You, you really like see it all from the other side. Um, but I was, you know, like I, I now at this point, I have a wealth of information. I have more than I could. I, I sort of, capped out at catering. I think, you know, unless like if COVID didn't happen, maybe I would aspire to like be the director of sales of a company or like grow in my sales world. But, um, with COVID, it was just like, either I'm going to sit here and like collect unemployment or make lemonade out of lemons. And yeah. I chose to make money doing something else. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty round. What, um, may I ask you a real cheesy question? What's your, uh, what's your most favorite event? ever yeah do you Um, have one
1: yeah there's a few that definitely stick out as massive learning experiences or stick out um and it's funny like when I see my first my GP boss we still like talk about this event together um I did a b'nai mitzvah which for those not in the New York world so in New York something about our event landscape is we have bar mitzvahs And when you're working in, like, high-end luxury events, bar mitzvahs are where you get to test the waters. You get to do everything and anything. So, like, they're usually huge budgets. If you have an idea for a corporate, you know, for, like, a Spotify, like, a corporate creative party, you test it at a bar mitzvah because, like, less pressure. So we had a b'nai mitzvah, at which is two. It was a set of twins at, at the Museum of Natural History. And it was oh. awesome. And oh, yeah, it, there sounds was pretty a, rad. it was so challenging. I mean, I think I we didn't do step counters back then. I probably did like a 100,000 steps in a day because the museum's like four city blocks. I was like, I have never been that tired. And there was a moment where like, I think it was 11 o'clock at night. Dinner was done, like desserts were out. The kids are ha- like sugar high and half asleep. Like I was like, okay, like this party's ending. And I was um in whatever that room is at the museum with the mammals. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, I have the coolest job ever. Like it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm alone in the museum. I'm scared. Yeah, there's
0: nobody in the museum. Animals yeah. are going to
1: come at me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is why I tell people out of school to go into catering because you have experiences like that, that, you know, like the celebrity stuff too. It's very cool when you're young, it definitely quickly dies out, but it's, just these very cool cultural experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And when I'm and anyone in events, I think we would agree on this in New York. Like I know the city through my events life. Like I'm like, oh, like there's a great dollar store right here, you know, like we we come to know it so well because of the, you know, like 125th street. I did events at the Apollo at one point, you know, like just very cool places that, Um, that's my, the city became like my, my, my tutor you
2: know yeah. like my landscape phil and i we joke about that i mean not really joke about it but we talk about it all the time that we were transplants to new england um so this has really been a i don't know capsule a way for us to experience new england is experiencing awesome venues we were just up in exeter new hampshire for uh like a reshoot type of situation, but like we ended up in this quintessential little New England town that we would never have had any other excuse to go to, other than a client brought us there. And it's such an awesome—it is an awesome way to experience new things and and the towns in New England and everywhere else because it doesn't only center around you know where you do business; it takes you everywhere.
1: That's so true. I mean, I worked on a gala recently, just, you know, under Emlyn, actually, and I, and it was at the Met. And it was the same mm-hmm. thing. And I, you know, and then like, the flip is it of, of the flip side of all of this is sometimes I get invited by friends to like, go to the Met or like, they're like, there's this exhibit, do you want to go? And I'm like, why would I go there? Like, I can work an event there or like, I don't know, I've been there a 1000 times through the back door. Like, yeah. yeah. So I do think it kind of makes me a Debbie Downer with my friends, um, which is, you know, that I'm like this elitist snob. But <laughs> but no, it's great. It is great.
2: No, but you have the experiences without the lines, without the like touristy, like, I mean, I say touristy, but like, I don't know, having to experience everything, ha- being told to do it a certain way when you have to wait, get tickets, do that whole I don't know side of things.
1: Yeah.
0: So speaking of that, why don't, why don't you chat with us about planning uh large scale events in New York city? Like what, how was that different? You know, when you're, when you're planning an event inside a major metropolitan area, how's, how's that different than planning say something like on the vineyard or in the Hudson Valley?
1: Um, I think there's two major different, I mean, there's a lot of major differences. The first thing that comes to mind that people like when they come to New York to do an event, they're always like, wait, where do you put your stuff? Because we don't drive. I mean, Mm. sometimes
0: I definitely had that question,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, people always are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like used to it, but, um, I'm definitely a bag lady. Like I have like 14,000 bags on me all the time, but that's like. Pretty normal um there's a lot of red tape we deal with I think that other probably I'm guessing a lot of other smaller I mean cities have it but like we need COIs to get into all our buildings like we when I work in Rock Center like at 620 Lofton Garden it shares a loading dock with like the SNL um recording space so it's like the security to get into the loading dock the wait times I mean I I literally have PTSD. I mean, I shouldn't say that to you. I, I but I literally have like horrific. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I have a big <laughs> mouth.
0: <laughs> you can joke about PTSD all you want. So I'm not gonna cry. I know, what I realize
1: like, <laughs> wrong audience. But um, I like there's so anyway. The 620 loading dock, like during the tree lighting in December, it's just like oh my you God. can't get oh, like a buck yeah. in there. So we have deliveries for like a, and there's parties for the tree lighting every single night of the week. Every single corporate office does a party, a Christmas party to wash the tree lighting. So it's like between like the, whenever that is like the fourth and like the 15th every night, every office. So there's like at least 50 catering companies like fighting for one spot, but, um, So that's like a great example of just like it. we have deliveries at 7 a.m. Like we have to rent refrigeration. Like it's just, um, I guess, a lot of red tape. Uh, We deal with like the U.N. was a few weeks ago, the weekend of September 24th, which was a huge wedding weekend here. And so the entire East Side was really jammed up and we have to communicate to our guests to account for that. So I think we just like we're the center (laughs) We're the center of culture in the entire world, <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I think we're just dealing with things that come up. Um, And on the like, not to be negative and sad, but like, you know, we also, I live right um, on the other side of this building are the courts. And there's, I heard that there was um Trump's appellate case going on today or something. So like there's paparazzi, you know, I always wonder yeah. why the paparazzi are there. I sort of ask them, and they don't always tell me. But um, so I think we just deal with that. And it sometimes affects us and sometimes it doesn't. The other thing I think is um, endless talent. So like you guys are videographers, like there's just probably, if, if I really wanted to count, hundreds or thousands of videographers in New York not all quality like but like that's another hardship is like our clients our couples who are sifting through vendors upon vendors um like that's the joy of a planner we make that process easier but um like people are always like oh my god do I need to book a band and I'm like yeah like we should book a band there's no reason to wait let's do it but like remember there's other band like we're gonna be okay this isn't like Arkansas you know what I mean like (laughs) so I think that um it's it is to our benefit most of the time, but it's definitely. Are you guys from Arkansas too?
0: No, I just had this vision of you were like, "Fuck Arkansas." <laughs> just, if there's anybody really? listening from Arkansas, they're like, "Hey, what the <laughs> shit?" Well, I imagine
1: there's like, well, some, okay, three so three really bands in example. Arkansas. I was talking to I'm so my wedding next week. Larissa's shooting it actually the one I'm going to, and I was like, I'm so excited. And she was like, the band is amazing. You're gonna have the best time. They're the best band on Martha's Vineyard. And I didn't say respond, but I was like, okay, Larissa, the best band on Martha's Vineyard. Like, what are their two <laughs> bands? Like, I think it's got to be it's got to
0: be Jerry Bennett Entertainment. I guarantee it's Jerry Bennett. <laughs> I
1: mean, like they're great. I'm not refuting that, but I was like, Larissa, who, you're saying this is the best band on Martha's Vineyard. It's like ridiculous statement, so um we have yes and and I mean and and it comes and goes, and people like come you go you'll meet a makeup artist you love, and they're gone in the next year, you know yeah. they've like moved to l a or whatever, so endless pool of talent, um lots of red tape, and lots of competition too,
0: yeah, i mean i I think competition is a good thing, I think the competition spurs a lot of uh creativity and innovation and yeah. Um, but you know, going back to your Martha's Vineyard example, you know, when people talk to us and they're like, Oh, you traveled to the vineyard and we're like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, there's only one videographer on the vineyard. <laughs> so, I don't even know that. Is
1: there one?
0: Uh, I, I think there's one. I, I think there's, there's literally one, right. Oh, I don't I know who they are. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm know not, that. yeah. I don't know anything about their quality. So, you know, don't, don't think that I'm like talking shit about them. I'm just saying that I think there's, I think there's one. Yeah.
1: It's so. challenging. Yeah, it's different. Well, and... Yeah, no, it's crazy.
2: I think, like, same with, like, Martha's Vineyard. You're transporting all of your equipment. So it's kind of, like, the same... It's not the same as being in the city, but it... Uh, I mean, it's definitely a a perk to be able to travel there. But now you have to, like, counter in the ferry. And if you can get your car over on the ferry, or if you have to just take the steam liner.
1: yeah. Well, we used to, I mean, when we do events in the Hamptons or like upstate back in catering, because we're, you know, when we're doing events in the Hamptons, especially in catering, like we're building out tents, kitchen tents, we're bringing in bathrooms, we're building out marquee tents, we have staff holding areas. Like these are very large events with big budgets and thus like it's a massive, massive production. So we used to joke in catering, like, we're on a desert island, like, rent everything you need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh,
0: mean, that's a good point, though. We're
1: fortunate enough to, like, rent every, you know, usually to have budgets to rent the things we needed. But, um I mean, Martha's Vineyard literally is an island. Like, you have to bring everything you need. And when we're out of town, like, we're so used to having the city, like, having 24-hour liquor stores and bodegas and Um, I mean, on 42nd street, there's literally a store you can go to at midnight for Sterno. Like, it's kind of just crazy that we have. So we get really used to having the city that when we're like upstate or out east, we're like, I don't know what to do. There's no liquor store open.
0: I can't even find find a CVS.
1: shitload of liquor. Yeah. Crazy. Is,
2: um, in New York, can you get liquor at any like establishment or is it just liquor stores?
1: No, we're really weird here. So are, so we. are we.
0: So are we. In, in California, so, yeah. you could go to the damn grocery store at midnight know, and go grab crazy. a bottle of Wait, you can get like hard liquor.
2: So you it's, can get it at liquor stores, but there in some cities you can also get it in the store. Like
0: But it's not like it's where not we're not at everywhere. in Plymouth you can't buy it in like a grocery store. Like you have to go to like a dedicated liquor store during certain hours. Yeah. Uh, but on the case, know, you know, but in, in Southern California, like when I was in San Clemente, I could go to Rite Aid and just grab a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Like in well, there open 24 was like,
1: hours. Like, yeah. Ew, it's like so that. weird. I mean, yeah, I remember well, being weirded out by that. I was well, so, totally please, weirded out
0: about it. When I grew up in Ohio, we had drive through liquor stores. <laughs> we would just drive up in our car. Co- <laughs> you didn't even need to get COVID. out. Roll, roll the window <laughs> down and be like, can I get two bottles of that?
1: <laughs> I love that. That's really fun. I would go to like the drive-thru. Um, oh my God. So like I love drive throughs because it's not super popular around here. And um, if I ever see, like, a Starbucks drive through I have to go through. There's, like, one Oh, English. my gosh. That's so funny.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because yeah. you are born and bred New Yorker. Like,
1: like, No, I'm from the suburbs. I'm from Westchester. But we still, like, it's not huge. A huge and thing. We don't. I'm trying to think. I don't really. Okay, here's my elitist knob. I don't really eat McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's.
0: Oh, We don't. I, but that's not because we're elitist. I just don't want to I know, but die. I just I don't <laughs> want to sound
1: like. I just think that, um. I'm at a stage in my life where like, I'm going to quote, he'll never listen to this <laughs> podcast, but a, a, a catering legend. And he'll be really honored. <laughs> Ronnie Davis, he taught me that your body is a temple. So why would I put garbage into my body? Yeah. Even though I like drink tequila all the time, but you no, know, <laughs> I draw the line. It's at, filtered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at certain things. And I love, um, yeah. I, and I think tequila is natural. It comes from agave. It's different, but, um, No, I I definitely do not eat highly processed foods.
0: Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think anybody would judge you or say you're elitist for that. I mean, you know, did we get our kids boo buckets a couple of days ago because they wanted the buckets at McDonald's?
2: So I guess I don't remember ever getting (laughs) McDonald's as a kid. Um, I'm getting old. Only when they had like the T.Y. Beanie Babies inside Inside? the Happy Meals. I remember that too. But... They came back out like as a, a retro for nineties kids or something with, um, they're like little Halloween buckets that they could trick or treat oh, with. Really? And, yeah.
1: and I mean, I'm going to say I do eat McFlurries. Definitely. We just did it for the sake yeah, of doing it.
0: And then we didn't it, get like, anything. Honestly, yeah. Like, we we were, Brittany was like, do you want something to eat? I was like, fuck no. no. Like, I don't, and then I, like, I took like, a I'll bite of Piper's cheeseburger and I was like, God, this is disgusting. But if McDonald's wants you know to sponsor a burger, our podcast, I'll yeah. change my mind.
1: Yeah. I feel like we, when I was a kid, I wouldn't like know from a burger. So a burger is a burger is a burger, but now like you eat a burger and you're like, damn, that's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You like go you go McDonald's. to like, um, you know, you go to like swag you in Pacific beach or whatever, and you get just an amazing cheeseburger. Yeah.
2: I love shake shack. Oh, shake shack's good. You know, when we, we like were In-N-Out. up mm. in, uh, in New York for Nicole and Jack's wedding. Um, I took the kids down to Dumbo and we had Shake Shack.
1: Oh, it's so good. Wait, oh my God, you were at that Shake Shack? Yeah. Because like a few weeks later, I had a wedding at the River Cafe. Okay. And we were like all like, you go to Shake Shack. No, you go to Shake Shack. <laughs> and like, no one ended up going, but all night. We we're like, you have five minutes, you should go to Shake Shack. And like all the vendors were kind of playing this game and no one ever went to Shake Shack.
2: No, that was... Um, I got to go experience that with the kids, which was, a, it's a really cool area down there had never been before.
1: Yeah, it is cool. Very cool.
0: So do you prefer one environment over the other? Would you rather shoot in the city compared to shooting, um, uh, you know, outside?
1: Are you asking me?
0: Cause well, I, I was don't asking my
1: anywhere. No, oh, that is a good planning.
0: point. Yeah, a good point. Yeah, plan. Touche. Good, good Touche, um, Elizabeth.
1: <laughs> I've gotten really used. I mean, a lot, I, I'm not fully. I, I have half my work, I would say now, like Hudson Valley and Hamptons out of the city. So I am pretty used to it. Um, like the car. I mean, I'm pretty used to that. I feel like I, the last few months I've just been driving a lot. I mean, I never had a car until COVID. So even that in and of itself is a big change. Um, so I like a mix. I mean, I I love being in the city, but certain venues, um, like not everywhere. And I love, I mean, I've always like my favorite, favorite wedding. I mean, type of wedding to plan. It still is always going to be a private home tented wedding, always a forever. So yeah, those are not usually in the city. They're out East or they're upstate or they're in the suburbs. And I could do that
0: every week. I would be so happy. Yeah, we've we've been pretty fortunate. I'd say the last five couples that we've had, at least, like when when we talk to people about like ideal couples and, you know, we try to like people that I'm mentoring and that kind of stuff. I always tell them like, you need to imagine a couple that you could work with every weekend and be happy. And that's that's pretty much been us for the last few weeks. Like Nicole and Jack, like I, I could work with them every week and oh, just yeah. not never have never have a complaint come out of my mouth. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, there's not many people like them. They're just so gracious, so thankful, um, so happy, and like I I think I said this to them. Like they just deserved to have the greatest day. Like we all felt it. We all wanted it for them. And I don't know if that happens all the time.
0: My, um, so I, I had, uh, I brought somebody with me to shoot with me and he shot at, uh, the venue before in my moon. And he told me, he was like, I've never seen it look this nice before. He was like, I've never seen this, this venue look like Uh, this. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You definitely transformed it.
1: Um, I can't comment on that because I feel (laughs) like I'll go down a negative spiral, but it, it turned out, I mean, her wedding, Nicole and Jack had a lovely wedding lovely lovely but we all know there were challenges at my (laughs) moon
0: yes (laughs) Yes.
1: and it was Uh, listen like they were supposed to get married on martha's vineyard and due to personal stuff it had to move and we found a venue very last minute so like it worked out great and it was the best thing for them
0: yeah i think that the uh By and large, the bulk of most of the vendors were able to make it out to New York. Uh, So I think a lot of things worked out really well.
1: Yeah, agreed. I agree.
0: And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? MusicBed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. MusicBed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not, we use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website hosts costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't.
2: And now, back to the show.
0: What do you think that you wish other vendors knew about the planning process? Like, if you had to sit down and, like, tell somebody, like, this is... These okay, are some I have, things have
1: a you- perfect answer for you. So this wedding... All right? right, let's have it. <laughs> um, it was a tented wedding outside was at a country club though. And I don't actually work at country clubs that much because I find them really boring. I don't feel like I attract that client. Um, I like to like, I just, I'm like most wedding planners, they wanna work in like a hall or like, I can't even believe I just said a hall out loud. That's like Long Island of me. Or like um, a a hotel, right? With like a maitre d, they like do everything for you. There's a bridal attendant, whatever. I want the opposite. Like I want to work in a farm. Like I want to work in a field and like turn it into a wedding. Like that's my dream. I love that. And I love surprising people. Like I think I I like the reactions when they're like, "Wow, how'd you do this?" So, um so this wedding this weekend was at a country club that doesn't really do weddings. It was tented, it was outside. So it was like a little bit of a mix of, you know, everything I usually like. And there's a pathway towards where the tent is that's like a slate pathway leading to like a, you know, the golf course extension where the tent was.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I I said to like, I had my, um an associate with me. I said to Alicia, I'm like, next time we work here, we need to put lanterns along that pathway. It's a bit dark. And the second shooter from the photography team heard me and she's like, wow, that's really like good for you for making note of that. I'm like, well, it's sort of my job. And she was like, I never think about it like that. And then I like marinated on, her reaction to my you know take note of like we need lighting here and I was like people just think like she's like she said something like it's and and I really like no no um nothing negative I I work with the shooter all the time she said something like it's nice that like I guess you have to think about safety or surprise that I thought about safety and what people don't realize, like 99% of what we do is like to make a functional party. It's not like the pretty stuff is easy. Like I can, I can say like, I want bistro lights, or we can say we want a big 10 inch ent- like floral tent entrance. Like we can say, oh, we need you for eight hours, not 10 hours. Like we can make all of those very easy decisions, but those are the easy things that we do every single week. Like we make a timeline every week. We make a floor plan every week. Like that's all very easy. But to like, think through, okay, a guest walks in, where do they put their stuff? Okay. Are they grabbing a drink? Is there food too? If there's food, how are they going to hold a bag, their stuff and food? Where are the tables? Like, you know, what if it's raining? Are they indoors? Is it cold? Do we need pashminas? Like, I literally think through all of these crazy, crazy, minute new details, um, weather, lighting, dark, like all of it. So I think that, and I don't share that with clients all the time. I'm just you know, often we'll like tell them what they need to do and that's why they've hired us. So we don't, you know, my point is we don't put everyone in our brains and tell them how we operate, but like safety is a huge part of of what we do every single day and guest experience. And I think like nobody realizes that. So because all you see is what's on Instagram, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Do it for the gram. Yep.
1: (laughs) it's not on instagram it didn't exist
0: yeah i I had a buddy of mine who used to uh he used to always post a picture of himself at the gym and i i left a comment like one day i was just like you know like if you didn't post it on facebook it's like you never even went to the gym
1: (laughs) i mean i went to dinner two nights ago with my husband and i was like we didn't take it and it was great like it was a great restaurant like i was like Wow, I can't believe we like went to this new restaurant in Tribeca and like didn't post it. He didn't even bring his phone because he wanted to like. I mean, he doesn't on Instagram. I was like, I can't believe we didn't share this. Like, we just (laughs) had a great meal, (laughs) and no one's gonna know. And then I was like, wait, something's wrong with me that I feel like I need to share this with my entire following like what's yeah, no,
0: you're you're the type of person that's standing up on the chair you're trying to get the right angle <laughs> shooting <laughs> shooting images don't touch your food
1: <laughs> except <laughs> that i have no self-control with food so i'm like secretly eating but then like <laughs> judging it and then you know what i mean and judging other people for eating it but i've already secretly eaten <laughs> <gasps> oh,
0: so let, let's transition into um what what do you think vendors could do to be more helpful
1: interesting um
0: i I mean i think that
1: we (laughs) uh, sometimes planners are the enemy i don't know why but i think that um you know like for me i'm a i'm a young looking woman it's always worked against me um and it's not like it's not like there's this like power order and i'm on top but unfortunately or fortunately i have the information usually so however that works out from a power standpoint. And some people in this industry are very old school and not used to that. So it's, it makes my job challenging and it challenges me. I've dealt with this my entire career actually. And, um, and so how can we work to get better? I mean, I just don't hire people. Like, that. I don't know why I went on like a uh, um, I had a, hey, mo- had a moment. Had a moment.
0: <laughs> but we I- have a soapbox here for you on purpose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But I think at the end of the day, like what really it's about hiring vendors that help you do your job better mutually. So like you guys lean on someone like me to put together a proper timeline to tell you where things are located, to not waste your time in the middle of the day, like plan a timeline best, you know, like if there's two hours in between like a ceremony and a reception, like capturing, maybe that's when we do details or I don't know, making the most sense of, of the time. Um, So I I just think that sometimes I look at vendors and like who like get annoyed about something in the moment. And I'm like, remember, we have the same goal here. Like we just want the client to have the best day ever. So I I think um, coming at it, especially like we're on the tail end of a super busy season. So like, of course, I'm coming at it with some energy. But I do think it's important to recognize that we're all on the same team. Um, What drives me absolutely fucking bananas, and I'm going to (laughs) say it, is when... Vendors have like these fucking annoying portals and documents that we have to fill out when I'm just gonna send you all the information, just hold your horses, it'll come. So like we work so hard. Hey, she's to- talking about us. No, and <laughs> no, I, I mean this is why
2: I told, I wanted to ask these questions because I have a follow-up to all of this as well. It's like I wanna know well, let her finish her rant. Okay. Yeah, I wanna no, let's I'm get good. To the, you get it. She's like, I don't need
0: like, fuck you in your honey book.
2: No, well, <laughs> and that's the thing is like I um I, not always do we have a timeline and does it really matter all the time? Absolutely not. We just need to know when we need to be there. Essentially, in the day rolls. work
1: with planners or, or work with couples that don't use planners. Some, yeah, sometimes and some, it, it's probably about
2: 50-50, but the thing is like, I don't want it to be annoying to you. So like for me, um... I love it when we get information a little bit earlier just because I'm the type that, like, I have to plan.
0: She is stressed the fuck out. Yeah. It's like three weeks before the wedding, and she's like, I don't know what time this is. And it's like, dude, just take a breath. It's it's pretty much the same schedule every Sunday.
2: (laughs) It comes from getting childcare. We used to not have an au pair. We have an au pair now. So it used to be like... I need to be able to tell a babysitter like when they need to be here, when we when they can expect us to return, blah, 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 blah. But my whole reason was I just want to know how we can better for any planner that we work with. Like, I don't want to annoy anyone. And it's just kind of like when I know, like if vendors are reaching out months in advance, like if we shouldn't even just like include you on any of the client, like the typical no, client portal stuff
1: because then the client brings it up to us and it makes us feel stupid that we don't know what they're talking about yeah yeah but um i mean like f- for specifically for videography like three that 3 week mark when you're like i need to know for for me specifically you could reach out and be like hey reminder we're booked on an 8 hour package we have two shooters like i love getting that because then i just plug it in for the i have like a vendor meal document i have um, I can like kind of plug it into the timeline and be like, nope, I need a ninth hour or like, okay, great. Eight hours is perfect. And I can like kind of start finishing the timeline that's right. been working document for six months. So, right. um, I think at the three week mark, if there's like no portal and you kind of send us a side email and are like, this is, I would love that. Okay. then I would just finish. Like I would just, I, that's the, probably the point where I start being like, Hey, how much, how much how, what are your vendor meals? What, like what staff do you have on site and remind me your contract? Yeah. Um, Or I spend 10 minutes trying to find it, you know? So like just alleviating that step would probably be super helpful. Right. Um, Yeah. For you specifically, I think other vendors are different.
2: Yeah. I think it's probably a case by case type thing, but I was just, I kind of found it like, I just want to know your like, we don't know your insights. We don't know what you, what your job. And I mean, obviously we have a great understanding that you guys run the show and whatnot. And you are like the keeper of all the information about the wedding. Um, so, so like, like how, how best, best can I help you is kind of like to yeah. keep it. I know that it's busy. And I also know that, that you have other events. So at the end of the day, like when is a good time to start talking about our wedding, if that makes sense, as opposed to like, I don't want to blow you up a month, no, two I months think in advance. The, I think
1: the three week mark is perfect because four weeks is like a, a benchmark for me and my clients. Um, and I also think that um, I'm pretty part- like I know there's I've worked with other planners. I've seen right. other planners that like will not answer you until like a week before. I I don't really work that way because I like I'm a planner. <laughs> so like yeah. I'm always I'm like always 3 weeks ahead of myself. Um, so like if I have a wedding, you know, and this season was so crazy that I had to plan like this. So if I had a wedding on a Saturday, like it was quote-unquote done which changes always happen but like right. the vendor email that email that i blast to all the vendors
2: mm-hmm. was
1: out that friday before if not mo- sometimes monday if i had like a huge weekend but the friday before and then i was like the next week was like final details for the next wedding so it was always like that two week step ahead but um i'm like pretty easy going i think more or less i just don't want to be you know if sometimes if we have a portal from a videographer and a band and a photographer like it's a lot of portals with the same information yeah so then why are we bothering to do our own timelines I'm like right there's one band that i I'll never hire again ever and it's like such an example of you get what you pay for. They're like the cheapest band in New York and they just fucking suck. And they take breaks. It's like, who wants a band to take breaks and put Spotify on? It's like it's crazy to me. I mean, if you're going to, you know, like a proper band, they take yeah. breaks, of course, but like they break a guitarist and then a drummer, like you don't even notice it. And and to, for a full brand, it, it just feels like an intermission at a Broadway show, like super awkward. So They won't even, I could talk to
0: Elizabeth all fucking day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They won't even read my timelines. Like if it's not in their portal, it doesn't happen. And then I'll be on site with them and I'll be like, by the way, like it's pronounced like Frank, not Frank, you know what I mean? Like something like that. And they'll be like, well, it doesn't say that. And I'll be like, well, you have to say that. I don't care what it says. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, so Brittany, we should probably write down to. So part of our pipeline has a questionnaire that goes out forty five days prior to the event, and that questionnaire asks things about like getting ready, location, and that kind of stuff. So we, and this is for everybody listening too, you should probably be making a separate pipeline for planners and popping those questionnaires out because, to Elizabeth's point, like you're going to get a fucking document with a floor plan. Sometimes yeah. it's like the Friday before. But planners are busy. Like and yeah. that's you gotta
2: Yeah, and I I totally get that. I just I um I just wanna know Elizabeth's insights. I wanna I wanna hear it from a planner to say, like, hey, this is what we like. This is what we I mean, you but know. I
1: struggle just the same as you. I don't have kids, but I it's very hard on my personal life. Like the um this is a whole other podcast episode, just like how to manage a personal <laughs> life and be in the wedding industry. But I think that it's um, like an example. It, there was a Michigan game that I was invited to see. And like, <laughs> I didn't respond to my friends in this group chat for like three weeks. Cause I was just like being aloof. Like I couldn't even think about what, if I was going to be free, that's right. that I had a Friday wedding it was like a weird week. And I, no, they're probably
0: going to lose anyways. It's all right.
1: Well, they won. It already happened. I think Michigan's <laughs> actually doing pretty good. Or maybe it was football. See, I'm like not even a sports person, but um, it was football because it's football season right now. See? Yes, Connected. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's the thing about New York. I feel like, like I... Well, I shouldn't say that. My friends out. Always- Somebody
0: in Arkansas, their head just exploded right now. <laughs> yeah. they, they, that was <laughs> it. Sorry. They couldn't take anymore. <laughs> I just
1: lost some clients in Arkansas doing private home farm wedding. Um... But yeah, I definitely think my like, I can relate to you. And then I'm like, I just want to know too. But it's almost, it, it's in the high season. It totally, my life takes a, a backseat. And I think, I, I'm sure, you know, one day, hopefully I have kids and it's it changes. And I'm like, no, I need to plan. And that's like, maybe that's when I get become like a hard ass with my plans. But right now I'm like, I
0: don't know. I'll see if I get there. Yeah. yeah, we've been, I've been trying to set significantly stiffer boundaries with things because, uh, well, so I just like, I turned my phone off like seven, seven thirty at night. Now I turn my phone off and just toss it on the counter because yeah, I, I removed all of my uh, work emails from my phone. To where I can only see it like on my tablet or on my computer in front of me to where I don't get, because like inquiry comes in at 9 p.m. I'd go respond to it. And, you know, nobody gives a shit if you respond to it at 9.30 p.m. or 9.30 a.m. the following morning.
1: I know, but I'm like that too. It's a hard, it's hard to, because I was like sales training. It's like respond immediately, you know, like they're thinking about it. You want to capture them there. But it's, you know, like I think we're all both in a probably in a place with our business where we can give ourselves some flexibility to respond later. But it's I mean, for me, like it's like I've I was trained in sales for 10 years. It's very hard for me to be like, oh, I'll wait till the morning.
2: Yeah, we were just talking with another planner, um, Jessica. Um, she's on the Cape, and we We have to set boundaries because it's also be the anytime an inquiry comes in, you don't know how serious they are, how if they're just shopping around and Phil and I were just talking about this earlier because we we had an inquiry come in and I responded to it and it wasn't exactly like detailed enough for us to be like excited about it or not excited about it. It was like, just send us your prices and your brochure or or something something like like that that. and availability and usually we know if people are interested in booking our services by the detail they go into on our questionnaire like there's a certain level of excitement you can kind of pull from it and then there's people just shopping around that aren't going to give you really much more than that but you literally stop what you're doing in the middle of whatever to respond to it and you're like how how much time did they really get? Because I was in the middle of something. My focus got shifted and now I'm like lost in thoughts somewhere else trying to get myself reach back on track. And it's just kind of like, she got to a point where she's like, I don't respond. I just, if, if they don't have the time to fill out the things that I need, I just don't respond. Mm -hmm. And you know that makes but what if what if it, you start to have all of these like that could have been
1: yeah a client have, or not have, but no i i i relate to that i think um i think you guys probably get way more shoppers than other vendor categories because i don't know if you would agree but i often think people like sort of decide on videography in general once they sort of have a budget and have seen what they've spent on other yeah. like venue yeah. food catering and then videography. Yeah we're we're
0: booked almost last. Yeah. Or take. Yeah. N- so maybe I the photo think, booth well, comes up. Yeah.
1: Photos like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But it was the biggest afterthought. <laughs> People like still ask me clients are like, so should we do a photo? But like, it's like pretty much up to me at this point. Like if I say yes, they go, okay. But um, so I think you guys must get shopped constantly.
2: Yeah. And I don't know, like there's, it's also a wide market too, with like, if yeah. people want video, they they already have an idea of what they want. And it's either like, they just want someone to capture it and they don't have high expectations for it. Or it's someone that like has seen a video and they're like, I want that. And then sometimes they see the sticker price and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. So it is, it's kind of a weird, I mean, it there's a market for everyone in video. And I guess at the end of the day, it just, it has to do with, client like what they're educated on in video and what their expectations are because you can get a good film but you know maybe it's not like the clips don't match they're not synced the colors are different because they're using multiple different cameras like if they don't know any better then they're going to be completely happy with what they get or they're going to be extremely disappointed
1: yeah yeah agreed
2: but yeah, we're definitely a, a last thought.
0: <laughs> Yay. So what's next? I know, I don't know if you can talk about this yet. Uh, but when we were together, you had mentioned your side startup company.
1: Yeah. So um building a startup and I wouldn't say it's side. I'd say it's pretty focal point right now. Oh, cool. Um Yeah. It is called Spenny um, and it's in development, a great team of developers who have built Handy in New York, which is like Uber for getting like plumbers or painters or whatever to your part, they did that. So they're awesome. Um, it's a local registry service. So we are connecting small businesses and destination wedding locations. With couples either getting married there or with some tie to their to, to that location. So we're in Charleston, Martha's Vineyard, Aspen, New York area, Hamptons, Upstate, Hudson Valley, and expanding. We're selectively taking on the right retail partners right now. Um, and then we will go live with couples over the next few months, right red- looking to register but it's going really well. And that is definitely at the forefront for 2023 for me. Oh,
2: awesome.
0: So what, can you go into a little bit more detail? Like pretend that uh, Brittany and I are a couple and we like, what, what, what would we be doing on the site?
1: Where are you guys getting married?
0: Uh, Martha's Vineyard.
1: Okay, great. I love Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're
0: Vineyard people. Okay,
1: cool. So, if you're getting married on Martha's Vineyard, why would you not want to continue supporting the local economy? So, rather than registering at places like Crate and Barrel or Amazon or Bloomingdale's, you should register to some shops local to the vineyard. So, we have a great store, Lennox and Harvey from Vineyard Haven um, on Spenny, and you can, and Lennox and Harvey has. Uh, George Jensen, Simon Pierce, like a really great collection of even some mainstream brands and some more off the radar brands. And you can register with them and create a shopping link through Spenny. You can share that link on your wedding website or with friends and family. And people could shop and it's just like an order goes through to Lennox and Harvey, like an order goes through to Lennox and Harvey off their website. So it's really easy. We're building a software that speaks directly to the retailer's website, um, and on the flip side is a, is a shopping experience for couples and their guests.
0: That's fucking rad. Yeah. Like I'll, so, I'll, I'll give you that like that. That's rad. You know, and it's way, to way bring better it than back Amazon.
2: To the like <laughs> local, um, bread and butter of the town. Yeah. Like, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I felt like there was a big, um, hole in the market. Registries are super boring, super impersonal. And for years, I've like gone into these stores and asked if they have a registry program. And they always give me the same, like we did once it was, we did a registry once for like a friend and it was terrible. It was such a pain in the ass, the organizing, the shipments of this, that, that. So everybody sort of has that same spiel. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, okay, well, I mean, literally I was walking like last year with, with my husband and, and I was like, I cannot hear this one more time. I'm just going to do it. And then. <laughs> I got connected with a group of entrepreneurs who I met developers through them and I just started doing it.
2: That's awesome. No. And you know, we were just talking to Julie Novak from party slate and she basically had the same, it's a pain point. It's a, uh, like you noticed a gap in the market and that's what she did with party slate. She just yeah, I she love noticed party slate, by the way. Yeah, no, I do too. And I hadn't spent a whole lot of time on it, but It made sense that because when we got married back in 2015, I remember having the same exact struggles and it probably wasn't as bad as what she was referencing from when she was having searches for the events that she was planning. But it was like you find a bouquet and that's it. It was just a picture. You're like, but wait, like what are those? I'm not a florist. What are those flowers or what? There was It was a dead end and she like, like, I just knew that there was a, a gap in the market and she was yeah. remodeling her kitchen and she's like, house was exactly what I wanted. But for.
1: Th- yeah, the I heard events, her say that just, Oh,
2: OK. Yeah. And I just I think that, you know, when you have like a desire and you notice something like she was saying it to like dream out loud, talk out loud, talk about it. And and also having people like. um hold you accountable. So, I mean,
1: I mean, and, and honestly speaking about it, like saying it on this podcast right now, that it's things like that, that do hold me accountable. So for months, I was so hush hush about it. I like, it's like, someone's going to steal my idea. And now it's like fully in development. Like I could basically purchase something as of today for the first time through Spenny. So I am very loud about it now and just need to get it going marketing wise, but it's happening. No,
2: that's
0: yeah, so exciting. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of trends do you think are going to happen in 2023? Like what, <laughs> what, what are you, what are you seeing?
1: Oh man. Um, I think, I mean, I I think I am attracting this, what I call this non-traditional client. So like I just did this wedding, the, Ceremony was like a formal dinner and ceremony at the River Cafe on a Thursday and Friday. We had a wedding at Baby's All Right, which is a club, like a dance club in Williamsburg, um, like a music venue. So I'm think I think I already have like two more of that style next year. Super creative, like with from a design standpoint. Um, splitting up events to two days, was, which is not ideal. I hate it, but feel like people keep talking about that um and non-traditional venues like restaurant thought i have a wedding coming up early next year at abc kitchen which is really a cool restaurant in the city which will be great um another restaurant buyout i think happening at a more like kitschy restaurant um potentially in april and then like the usuals i mean Lots of tented weddings still, which is crazy. <laughs> I feel like people still want to be outside. Um, I don't do a lot of hotels or, you know, country club. I do like one country club a year. Um, I don't know. I think that's what I'm noticing. Like people splitting up events. And, um, and it's funny, like people thought this year was going to be like a more is more is more a year. Like all this lavish extraness. And I think it was in certain ways, but maybe just in comparison to like what COVID brought us. But I, I think that that's kind of like come and gone a little bit. I don't know. I think people are like more mellowed out right now.
0: Yeah, I think people were expecting the, uh, uh, you know, after the, was that the, the, uh, what was the flu in 1916?
2: Influenza? Influenza.
0: That- Spanish. Yeah, Spanish yeah. flu. The Spanish flu. Was it I didn't think it was nineteen, I thought I thought Yeah. I think they had a lot of people kept saying kept saying the date wrong. Anyways, but then you had the Roaring Twenties. Like that was a byproduct of the Spanish flu. Like everybody wanted to get out and party. So you had the Roaring Twenties. And then immediately after that you had the Great Depression. So but uh well I mean let's let's be honest here. Like they had the Roaring Twenties and then they went broke. But the uh, so, <laughs> But I think a lot of people were expecting us to come out of COVID in 2020 and then have the roaring 20s. And I I think you're right. I think it kind of, I think most people just kind of want to chill. So
1: yeah, I think life came back really quickly or like we got super used to just being at home in sweats all day and then like life took a turn. But so yeah, I think people are looking for a good middle ground right now.
0: Yeah. I still haven't gotten out of sweats. (laughs) Like
1: that's, <laughs> as soon as we're in hard pants i think like, i appreciate jeans you even more i feel yeah, like no, we, I, I miss oh, my,
0: oh my god no we joke about getting out of our hard pants and getting back into our soft pants
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like though i was thinking about it like i don't have cool sweats and i i like live in tribeca i see like the coolest outfits ever and I was like, I if I'm gonna wear sweats, I need to like level up. Like these people are so fucking yeah. cool, walking out of their house in the coolest sweats ever, the coolest sneakers. Like I don't know, I just I think that's why I wear jeans all the time because I like don't I can't wear their level of sweatpants.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely not like that. Mine, mine are from H and M. So <laughs> I went oh to, I actually
1: went to H and M yesterday and got for my I don't know what I just felt like I needed this outfit they had like a matching shiny a shiny turtleneck long sleeve with shiny bell bottoms like a matching set and I was like I'll be invited like a like a disco New Year's Eve like I'll be ready for this disco party party.
0: (laughs) I got it on standby that's awesome that's me (laughs) like me i'm uh, I'm on the exact opposite end of the spectrum like i walk in and i'm like shit all these shirts are mediums like i can't fit into any of these (laughs) this is not for my body
1: somebody actually asked me at a wedding like i was a guest and she was like what do you shop for like do you shop and then like hope you have an occasion or do you shop and for occasion and I was like, no, I definitely shop for occasion. But now that I'm saying this story out loud, maybe I shop and hope for the occasion. Yeah,
0: you're you're waiting. You you got everything on standby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, got twenty seven party ideas sitting in your closet right now, just in case.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You never like know when all, you're going to get that
0: call, though. It's important. They're
1: all varieties of black, though. Honestly. Oh, I, I only love wear black. That's how
0: Brittany is. Yeah. Brit- Britney. The irony is she's wearing a, a white long sleeve shirt right now, but that's probably the only shirt that she has that's not black.
1: It's just like so um, easy to wear black all the time.
2: It really is. It's, you can put on
1: boots. You can like yeah. wear sneakers. Like, it's just you don't have You to can put on a pair of gold hoops and go out to dinner. Like it's just yep. a very easy outfit.
2: And I think, that, like, and I speak for myself only, but for women, there's just so many options that if you like narrow it down to
1: black. You know what I will say though? Like, I'm a firm believer in like, in like, wear all black or in the summer, like jeans and a t shirt, whatever, but a cool jacket or coat that just like levels out the outfit. That's sort of because I'm a really simple dresser. Like, I'm really, basics jeans and a t-shirt usually but like maybe a cool pair of sneakers or like a cool pair of boots and a coat and like I'm good to go I don't need anything fancy but a I statement need jacket. I like cool like I like a coat yeah yeah
2: no I um I agree 100% I have my old faithful leather jacket that I got uh in Italy in Florence and I was like I will wear that anytime awesome. I get yeah. the opportunity
1: to
0: Love it. And also a yeah. price tag too <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh man, okay, any other burning questions for me
0: <laughs> well what's uh what's one thing that we didn't talk to you about that we wish that that you wish that we would have what's one question do you think that we should ask you that we didn't
1: Ooh, oh wow! I wasn't prepared for that um hmm. what um what do I need? What do I need from a business standpoint? I, I want to put that out there in the universe. So I need funding for Spenny. <laughs> That's okay. where Spenny's yep. at. You <laughs> need
0: some, need some VC money. right now. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some seed money is where Spenny's at. And um, have a pitch deck. So feel free to contact me for that pitch deck. And Emlyn, I mean, Emlyn's in a, in a really fortunate place that we have you know I have two amazing associates I sort of like work off of like your model or photographer model that we have like owner versus associate experiences and um we're growing Emlyn especially as I grow Spenny I'm also growing Emlyn to sort of coincide with that and support one another so um yeah we're looking and we're we're still, we're still totally booking 2023. I see, I see on Instagram, people are like, we're done booking 2023. I'm not there. I'm still fully <laughs> booking 2023. <laughs> and I think it's funny that people are like closing their books already, but, um, we're just, you know, we're fortunate enough to be a little bit more selective next year than we were this year because this year was booked in a year where we had no work. So we just took everything. And then, um, this season was a bit too much. So we're, we're trying to be a little bit more careful with what we take on next year in terms of like, proximity and location and travel time, like this year was just really brutal on us. So we're both- How many,
0: how many are you trying to do in 2023?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't want to put a number around it because I do have the associates. So people always ask me mm, that, like yeah. how many weddings did you do this year? And I'm mm. like countless because I also do consulting. So, you know, I could consult on like a hundred weddings a year or whatever. That could mean an hour of my time or it could mean like I've given someone 20 hours, you know, it totally yeah. runs the gamut. Um, and sometimes I'll do an hour. I'll like pitch it to them. Like I'll give you an hour or two. And then if you book full service, it'll be a credit to your full service. So like um, I, how many weddings do I touch here? I have no idea how many, I guess, like the goal, the goal really over the next few years is to get closer to like 10 to 15 full service projects. And then the month of's are pretty much associate work at this point. Mm -hmm. And so those, as they come in and it's the right match, they get booked pretty easily. Um, But I I am not, I don't book myself on month of, unless it's like within three months of the event and I'm free.
0: Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on today. It was awesome. Uh, you have to check out MLAN events. Her website is www.mlanevents.com. Her Instagram is MLAN underscore events. And as always, all of the links will be in the description so people can just click it. They don't need to memorize that. Uh, you know, Make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're a wedding videographer, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, and we will see everybody in the next couple of weeks. All right, out. Bye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.